to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and oh my goodness, a mystery author on the show that you have advertised so much throughout the world that we have so many calls coming in, we can't even get on the air. That's what happens when you have Karen Slaughter on your show. Karen Slaughter, what an honor it is to have you with us. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. Well, let me just tell you, she is internationally known, New York Times best-selling author. She is known throughout the world for her books that, boy, if you want to read something that will keep you up at night and that you will immediately become addicted to, because I just read one of her books, that's it. I had to read every single book. But what makes us so excited about her, and to all of you people throughout the world listening to the show today, she included people with disabilities. She included people with disabilities. That is what makes her so special to all of us. So, Karen, I know that there are listeners throughout the world listening to this show today, which the producers have informed me we are being just getting just overwhelmed with calls. So um, how about if we start like this? I have a two-part question. Sure. If I'm correct, in one of the books I read, or, or maybe it was on your website, was it a teacher who I recall influenced you to become a writer and or that had an impact on you? And my second question is, what made you choose mystery? Well, the, yeah, it was a teacher. My ninth grade English teacher was the first one who read my stuff and said, you know, you're actually capable of going to other places with this. And she gave me what I think is the most important thing a writer can ever have, which is editorial advice and told me, you know, what was wrong with the story. And, of course, I had to pout and let my ego take over for a little while. But then I started to listen to her, and it really helped me as a writer to learn from her that writing is a craft, and you have to keep using that muscle where you you get it stronger and stronger so that you can be a better writer. And, you know, I think I chose mysteries because I, I love mysteries. I've always read them, whether it was Encyclopedia Brown when I was a kid or, you know, it's just anything Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys, I was all over it. And every good story has some kind of mystery in it, you know, whether it's, you know, why did Melly shoot the Yankee in the stairway or what's going to happen with Scarlet or The Great Gatsby. I mean, that's a great murder mystery. So I was just drawn to the genre. Well... You are fantastic. Let's Thank start you. right there. And I want to tell you what kind of person she is. You know, one day I find this, you know, oh, I wonder who this is. I read this book. Wow, now I have to read the other book. So I'm reading Blindsided. And one of the characters that endures a very tragic event is a woman who is blind. And what impressed me is how you seem to understand blindness so well. And also, you know, I can speak for people with disabilities. I myself am a woman with epilepsy and a hearing loss, and I can tell you that what people don't want is pity. You certainly did not show pity, no doubt about that, but I'm not going to give anything away. You all have to go buy the book. Um, but my question is, is it through research? Like, you know, how, how did you find out so much about that? And, and the end of my story about Karen Slaughter, I sent her one email telling her how much I appreciated that she included us, 
people with disabilities. And she got right back to me. You know, it's always these great people that really aren't like, I think I'm better than everyone else. And then told me about her newest book, Triptych, which when I read it, I just couldn't believe it. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But uh, first question, how did you learn so much about blindness? Well, you know, I've never been blind, of course, but I I think any writer who tries to put themselves into someone else's shoes and tries to, quote-unquote, see the world through a character is doing a service to their work because that's what I try to do, whether it's someone who's blind or someone who's a killer, which, you know, certainly I'm not a killer, or whoever. I just I want to inhabit all my characters and see the world that they see, and with the character you're speaking about she is strong and she didn't want pity and she's actually very well educated and she found that you know overcoming this loss of sight gave her strength in other areas and to me that's important and in a lot of ways she's a lot stronger than the sighted characters Mm -hmm. and uh karen in the united states today the unemployment rate for americans with significant disabilities is still 65%. And as my listeners know, I, I recently testified in Washington, D.C. Uh, for the EEOC Commission about this. But I can tell you that, you know, people with disabilities, pity is what has hurt more than helped anyone. And that is what I immediately noticed about you is that uh, you really portrayed her as a strong person and left the charity part out, and I, I want to thank you for that. Well, I, I appreciate you noticing. Oh, not hard to notice. And I just want to say again, if you just joined the show, Karen Slaughter, internationally known mystery author, New York Times best-selling author, with a great new book out, Triptych. And you know there are 54 million Americans with disabilities, let alone the millions throughout the world. And we always want to support people that include us. Karen Slaughter, great holiday gift. Go, go to the bookstore and get the books. Karen, there are millions of Americans with significant disabilities unemployed, but also many who aspire to different areas. And sometimes when I was speaking at colleges, for example, to college students with disabilities, uh, many people are interested in writing or becoming an author, a reporter, whatever it is. And I wonder what advice you have for them, especially when they are told, as they are frequently told, well, because of your disability, you won't have a chance making it, such as people who are blind. What advice do you have for them? Well, when you think about it, it's so very rare for someone to become a published writer. There are millions of people out there who want to be a published writer, and I think it's a level playing field. Every author I know, whether it's someone like Harlan Coben or someone like me or you know some of my favorite authors, have all dealt with rejection, have all been told they're not good enough or they're never going to make it. And the thing that makes them successful is they don't listen. They never give up. And I would say that someone with a disability, no matter what challenge, they can do what they set their mind to do. Yeah, right. Because I'm sure that when you first started, there were many times you you had people tell you you wouldn't make it or you received rejection letters. And by the way, so I don't forget, what was the name of that teacher? Uh, Miss Bennett, Billy Bennett. Okay, because we want to make sure we acknowledge that teacher. Even that teacher told you. You know, okay, here's what's wrong with your, your writing. Yeah. But I'm sure there were many times you were probably discouraged before you became so internationally known. Isn't that true? Yes. Um, you know, I had my fair share of rejections. It took about 10 years for me to get an, an agent even. 
um, that was probably the hardest step. In the first book of mine that she sent out, I got some really nice rejection letters and decided to listen to what the rejection letters were saying, which is that they liked my writing, but the story didn't work. And so I set about trying to find a good story that would work. And so you did with your uh, Grant County series and and your newest book, which which is fantastic. I, I did want to ask you one other question, though, about um, Blindsided. When we were talking about how, you know, you said, well, the reason you know so much about blindness, as you correctly stated, obviously you're not a killer, but, you know, you write about killers and you write about bad people and good people, what made you have this understanding that people with disabilities don't want to be pitied? What, what, is there someone in your life, or how did you know that? Well, my sister has a reading problem, and I just remember how angry she would get when people would feel sorry for her. And when we were little, I would do a lot of reading for her. And I think maybe that gave me a little understanding. But, again, what what your job is as an author is to put yourself in someone else's shoes. And I think that when I write about things such as violence against women or child abuse or, or horrible issues like that, it's the same when I write about a character with disability. I want to show it for what it is, not what we idealize it as, you know. There's a tendency, for instance, with battered women to either marginalize them or put them on a pedestal. And I wanted to show a battered woman who was really angry and making bad choices for herself because she was looking for ways to punish herself. Uh, and that's not something you normally read in fiction. And, and that's what I wanted to show. And I just look around at my life and the people I know in my life, and I try to capture their feelings on the page. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a, uh emailer question here from Sam in Kentucky saying, uh, Miss Slaughter, first of all, it is a great honor for me to be able to speak to you. I love all of your books. I think you are fantastic. I especially want to talk for a moment about your new book, Triptych, and tell you that you are having a tremendous impact on people with learning disabilities through reading that book. My question is, do you ever speak at conferences about something like this? I don't speak at conferences because I'm certainly no authority. Um, The reading disability in triptych is, of course, dyslexia, and that's something my sister had. So I can only speak as someone who grew up with someone who had a a disability. Um, I I wouldn't want to go out and put myself forth as an expert because I'm certainly not. I'm just writing about different experiences. Well, you may not be an expert, but um, I can't begin to tell you how much you have done helping young children when, you know, you talk about an author that chooses one of the lead characters as a person with a disability. Karen is talking about her newest book, and it is fantastic. The name of the book is Triptych, T-R-I-P-T-Y-C-H. And as she mentioned, one of the lead characters, not like a little minor character, one of the lead characters is a person with dyslexia with a learning disability. And why I love that is because it shows that with a disability, you can be in a role that many people think you would never, ever succeed in in a million years, such as being uh, a homicide detective or or being the person that can solve uh, crimes or beat the bad guy. What made you portray this character with a disability And did you do just tremendous research on learning disabilities, or as you've just mentioned, was this just based on your experiences with your sister? 
Well, some of it was based on her experience because, you know, of course, growing up, they didn't really talk about learning disabilities, and we didn't realize she had one until she was almost out of school. So there weren't a lot of uh, teachers who knew how to deal with it. There wasn't the, the therapy that you can have now. And my character, Will, had a similar experience. Uh, unfortunately, on top of that, he grew up in the foster care system, so there wasn't a, a lot there weren't a lot of people looking out for him. So he learned to pass, which a lot of people with learning disabilities do, and he does experience some shame. But what we find out in the book is that but for his learning disability, he probably wouldn't have solved the case. And I liked that this thing that people might perceive as a weakness was actually his strength in the end. Oh, so awesome. Now, we just need to get you and take you around the country saying that one thing. <laughs> right there. See, that is really what it's all about. Just today, uh, Karen, there are many, many people listening to this show, but early this morning I do volunteer work where I teach high school students with disabilities. And it just so happens that many of them in this class have a learning disability. And several of them have dyslexia and, you know, various other learning disabilities. And many people, as they explain, now that they're seniors, put up going through school with people telling them they were stupid, uh, you know, they would never be able to make it, they won't be able to get a job. And, of course, no one can imagine what that does to a child, you know, whenever they're hearing this all the time. And when I told them about how you were going to be on the show and that your lead character has a uh, learning disability, you know, everyone was, like, so excited that you didn't make the person with the learning disability the weak person. No, and I never would because for, just as a writer, I don't think that's interesting. It's falling back on a stereotype and one that's not true because you look at someone like Tom Cruise, for instance, who has dyslexia. I know he's had some recent problems, but here's a man who's gotten to the top of his craft mm-hmm. and, and he reads scripts and he's done what he can to kind of embrace this problem. You know, I know that a lot of people who experience learning disabilities and dyslexia in particular, they're very good at putting things together. They're very good at at seeing things and pieces rather than as a whole. And to me, that's the thing that makes Will such a good detective, is he's able to look at the individual pieces and figure out how they go together and why they're not working. Oh, and this book is so good. It is. I just want to compliment you because um, actually one question I had is where do you think you learned this incredible ability to develop characters? I mean, your your characterization is fantastic. All of your lead characters have such different personalities, and you're really good at that. Of course, that's why you're a famous author. But I mean, did, did you just do you feel you just learned that on your own, or you know, was it through all these teachers you had, or what would you attribute that to? Well, first, thank you very much. I, that's a high compliment indeed. Um, but And I do think that part of it is learned, and part of it comes from reading. I've always been a very big reader. I, I love books. I love when I travel, I listen to books on tape. It's just something that's always been my my main hobby, for lack of a better word. I've, I've just always been drawn to books. And I think that the more you read, the better you become as a thinker, as a writer, as a kind of a someone who's studying the human condition, 
and that's what's made me key into making characters, I think. Well, you know, the other author we had on last year was Jeffrey Deaver. Oh, he's great. Yes, and Jeffrey Deaver, as you know, Bone Collector, his lead character, Lincoln Rhyme, which, of course, they made it into a movie with Denzel Washington, uh, has quadriplegia. Mm-hmm. And so unusual, again, lead character, you know, to be in this role. And when I asked him about that, he said, you know what, Joyce, I'm so tired of reading these books and seeing these movies where here you have Superman, you know, going from one building to the next and, you know, being able to accomplish all these things. You, you know, how about, like, just the real world, you know, putting the real world in there? And uh, and he is really a wonderful man, and we became good friends. But that's sort of like how I think you are, that it, just as you mentioned, you know, about what happens to women um, and, and in the foster care system, you know, in the United States today, children with disabilities are sexually abused twice as often as a non-disabled child. Adults with intellectual disabilities, four times as likely. They are victims often of crime. And it's a horrible thing to have to talk about, but it is what it is. And you you seem really like you have a high level of integrity because you seem like you work hard to try to embellish the truth. Well, you know, I'm at the end of the day, I'm writing about things that scare people. And I think a lot of people are scared of disabilities, and they have a lot of ignorance because of it. They don't want to learn about it because they're afraid, I don't know, that it's catching in some way. Or, you know, there are just some really insane fears people have in, in that regard. So I think of it as something I need to be responsible with when I write about someone who's blind or someone who's dyslexic, just like I need to be responsible when I'm writing about, say, violence against women or children. I, I just feel that immense pressure on myself to be true to the characters and true to the subject matter. Well, we have another uh, question for you here from a Linda in California from San Francisco saying, Miss Slaughter, I just want to say I love all of your books and I wish you had a new book out every month. I love them. I love them all. I've read them all, but I do have to tell you that it means a lot to me that you have included people with disabilities, especially in your new book, especially since I am a person with a disability. Do you think you may include people with disabilities in further books? Sign Linda. Well, yes, and thank you very much, Linda. I appreciate that. Um, I, I have plans to continue the series, my Grant County series, but also uh, my next book, Beyond Reach, which is in the Grant County series, of course, we'll talk about the blind character a little bit more. But the book after that is called Sleeping Dogs, and that's going to have Will again. And we're going to learn more about his childhood and his life in foster care. Oh, that's fantastic. So you are going to continue that character also. Yes, definitely. That's great. She's talking about, remember, her new book out right now that you can get, Triptych. She's going to continue that also because that was the beginning. I'm glad to hear that of a new series. Um, and, again, if you're listening to the show, this is Karen Slaughter, internationally famous mystery author. I will warn you, you read her book, you're going to be up all night. She will keep you up at night. You know, I view your writing as if, like, I'm going to get on a roller coaster and all of a sudden they turn the lights off. 
Well, thanks. That's what I'm going for. Well, you do a good job of it. Let me tell you that. You do a very good job. And that is a question I have. Now, when you write these mysteries, are you at the same time purposely trying to frighten people? And I guess the answer is yes. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what a mystery is all about. You want to grab someone by the collar and kind of pull them through the book. Um, okay. Well, let me do her, her. She'll pull you through the book like so fast you won't believe it. I'm telling you. It doesn't get better than Karen Slaughter, but we have to go to break right now, and then we'll be back with internationally famous Karen Slaughter, who, yes, has included people with disabilities. Isn't that just the greatest thing? You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability does matter, on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What's wrong with the airlines today? Why are they all in bankruptcy? What exactly is airline deregulation? Exactly how does luggage get lost? Why can't they do something to improve the security screenings process? What airline stocks should I buy? Find out on Jack Cady's All Things Aviation, an eclectic insider's look into the airline and aviation business. From how to get through airport security quicker, the future of the airline industry, what airline hubs to connect at, problems facing private pilots, what airline stocks to invest in, how to kill time at an airport, the effect of oil prices on airfares, how to get a good seat, websites for getting the lowest airfares, airline safety, and knowing your travel rights. Jack Cady, an aviation professional with over 35 years experience, covers it all. Jack Cady's All Things Aviation broadcast each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Jack Cady's All Things Aviation, informative insight on travel, airlines, airports, and anything in between from a seasoned professional. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back to the show. 
I have to tell you, with Karen Slaughter on here, wow, did our lines ever get jammed. So may I suggest any questions you have, if you email them to me or Voice America, we'll send them back to Karen. I'm sure she'll be happy to answer them. Okay, Karen, we have you back on the line. Yes. We have a question for you here from a Linda in Texas saying, my first and only question for you, Karen, is are any of your books going to be made into a movie? Well, no, not that I know of. Um, You know, we're just waiting for the right people who have the same vision that we do. You know, I don't want a slasher movie. I want someone who realizes I'm talking about important issues here. Well, I think that your book should be made into a movie because, once again, what an impact, what a message. You know, I, I don't even know if you realize when you wrote this that the impact it would have on the disability community, but ever since we have been advertising this show, uh, when the show came on the air, we got pounded with so many calls, we're having to have people email in the questions. But, um, I, and I will send them, as I mentioned, to Karen because she's very responsive. But, uh, Karen, we all want to see your book made into a movie. Well, thank so you. you have a whole new group of people following you, many of whom are even trying to nominate you for awards in the disability community. Oh, thank you. I mean, remember, it's terrible. Well, you would understand because of your sister, mm-hmm. but it's terrible when people label you. It really is. It's a, it's a terrible thing to go through. I know that with epilepsy, which I almost died when I had this seizure um, over let's see, 1985 now, I was at a movie theater and had a tonic seizure, better known to most people as a grand mal seizure, and hit the floor so hard, I fractured my skull, had a brain hemorrhage, had uh, was rushed to the hospital in a coma, and thank God I had this miraculous recovery after having brain surgery. But still to this day, there are many people that will not admit they have epilepsy, just as you said before, ignorance, fear, whatever it is, that you know they don't understand it, and in fact, in many parts of the world, you know they still believe the person's demon possessed if they have epilepsy. True. So the fact is that it, that many of these disabilities are not understood. But what would you say to people who have learning disabilities, who are labeled, and who are told you're not smart, you can't make it, and are told they can't accomplish what others can? What advice would you have for them if they're listening to the show today? Well, I mean, I would just say don't accept labels. Labels are society's way of trying to push something out of the way that they don't understand. And I think if you accept a label that you're kind of giving into that, and it's with a disability or anything else. You know, certainly there are people who, you know, are in school maybe struggling with, with uh, different subjects that probably aren't their forte, and, and they might not necessarily have a disability. They just don't understand a subject. And to be told that you can't do something or that you're less of a person because you have an inability to understand it, I just think that's wrong. I think it says more about the person who's trying to put the label on you than it says about you. Yeah, right. That is right. That's what I tell people all the time. The person that says that is really the person that has ignorance behind them, but it certainly still is hard, you know, for young people to deal with that when they are uh, labeled or told this. But you know what? You've got to believe in yourself. True. You've got to believe in yourself. I always tell them when, when they tell me, but my friends called me this, I say, 
correction. That wasn't a friend. Exactly. Friends don't call you names. Friends don't label you. So, you know, you're hearing this from Karen Slaughter, internationally famous author, and look what she's accomplished. You know, look at the impact her sister had on her. And now, probably, Karen, without you even knowing it, you know, you're impacting millions and millions of people listening to the show. Well, I just feel honored to to be on the show and that someone has benefited from what I've written. It, It really means a lot to me. Well, we have, and we are going to continue supporting you because we always want to support, remember this, we always want to support people who are including us. So when you need that holiday gift this year, Karen Slaughter, many great books, can't go wrong with any of her paperbacks. Her new book is Triptych. If you're specifically interested in seeing Will with a learning disability, be a key leader in this book who is, as she said, not weak, but strong. Karen, now, that's my question. How hard was it for you to write this book? And you had to leave behind Sarah Linton, Jeffrey Tolliver, Lena Adams, all of these characters, and I'm sure you you probably know them as if they really are living, alive people that you know. I mean, how hard was that for you to leave that behind? At first it was very hard because, as you said, I do know them. I feel like they're good friends of mine. And I'm still very interested in their stories and what's going on with them. But once I got into writing Triptych and really got into Will's character and John, who's another character in the book, who is a convicted felon, and I talk about the problems he has subsequent to the felony conviction, you know, and unemployment problems, um, trying to get social services, all this sort of stuff that we throw up as a society, all these obstacles to prevent people from getting on with their lives. Um, it was it was good to get into these new characters and talk about their issues and the way that they overcome them. Yeah, that's what I love about your books. You know, I, I am known in the United States as a civil rights leader in the area of employment for people with disabilities because that's what I do. I hire people with disabilities and, you know, my company today is in 16 states and two provinces of Canada. But I'm all about civil rights. And, you know, I noticed this in your books. Here, different examples. Foster care. You know, you really brought out a lot about all the issues and problems in foster care. Then the prison system. I thought, wow, I mean, it was this, you really did so much research on this, but even including the social, what I call the system, you know, going through the system. Right. Did you do just, what made you be interested in that, if I may ask? Well, I was raised to be interested in that sort of thing and to think about people who are less fortunate. Um, That's something that my father instilled in me. He grew up very poor. He grew up in a very different time from the one I did, of course, you know, um, and he just told me to be aware of other people and to look at motivations, you know, why do people do the things they do, and a lot of times it boils down to the things that are universal, like fear that something's going to go wrong, you know, this kind of flight, fight or flight syndrome where they're trying to survive and they make choices, good or bad, based on this need to survive. And so my father really gave me that understanding of how people, you know, why people might do the things they do. And, and to me, and, that's what's interesting. Why, did, why your, do people do things? Right. And your father's name? Howard. Howard uh-huh. Slaughter. Well, he really did a great thing. 
Well, thank you. Because what, what I think you're doing that is absolutely unbelievable is you write mysteries that are really frightening, but you interlace them with these social statements and these what I call civil rights issues, which I think is just unbelievable. I mean, are you doing that intentionally? Do you know you're doing that? Or is, is that just part of your writing, or how did that happen? Well, I think writing is what's in your head, and in my head is all these social issues. And I, I want to um, say primarily my goal is to entertain people. But if I make people think along the way, I think I've done my job. And the writers I read are interested in those sorts of things, like Mo Hader, who's an English writer, or Denise Mina, who's really talking about uh, a lot of social issues in her books. Because I, I think that primarily mystery readers are people who are interested in society. They're interested in social ills. And they like at the end that the bad guy's caught and the good guys get to ride off with their white hats because they know that doesn't happen in real life. Well, you know what I think? I take, think that takes an incredible skill. Because as you said, your number one goal is to entertain people. Your number one goal will always be to entertain people and for them to read these books and, you know, be like, oh my God, which is what I say frequently halfway through your books, you know, and oh no, not this. And, and you know, you're such an excellent writer and you really get people right between the eyes. Um, I mean, I remember when I was reading Faithless. And halfway through the book, you find out this surprise, and I, I just, oh, no. And it was like, you know, you get hit right in the face when you're reading it. But yet, every one of your books, you, you have these other things that are interlaced where you make a social statement. That That is really takes a lot of skill. That well, is probably you. why you're internationally <laughs> best-selling, famous author that you are. Well, I think it's important to show people a different side of things. You're never going to convert anyone by beating them over the head with something. If you kind of slip it in, if you if you have a person with a disability who slipped in and and is, you know, just a regular person, I think that they they are more open to that in their lives if they read about it in fiction. It's it's just like growing up in a small town. I knew a lot of people who were very close-minded. I was close-minded as a child, but once I started to travel and to get out of my sphere of comfort and meet different types of people and other people who weren't like me, who had different cultures or who were from different countries, then it started to open my mind. And I think you do the same thing with literature. You show people different societies, different cultures, and it makes them more open to them in their lives. Well, you know, I... I think that's, I'm just happy we have you and that you think like that. Now, when are we going to see these Grant County characters again? And if you wonder what I'm talking about, Karen, when we come back from the break, we'll talk about this great series she has because you have many books you can choose from. But right now we're going to break, and then we'll be back to close the show with Karen Slaughter, mystery writer and friend to all people with disabilities. This is Joyce Bender. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com 
Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What's wrong with the airlines today? Why are they all in bankruptcy? What exactly is airline deregulation? Exactly how does luggage get lost? Why can't they do something to improve the security screenings process? What airline stocks should I buy? Find out on Jack Cady's All Things Aviation. An eclectic insider's look into the airline and aviation business. From how to get through airport security quicker, the future of the airline industry, what airline hubs to connect at, problems facing private pilots, what airline stocks to invest in, how to kill time at an airport, the effect of oil prices on airfares, how to get a good seat, websites for getting the lowest airfares, airline safety, and knowing your travel rights. Jack Cady, an aviation professional with over 35 years experience, covers it all. Jack Cady's All Things Aviation broadcast each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Jack Cady's All Things Aviation, informative insight on travel, airlines, airports, and anything in between from a seasoned professional. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. I want to apologize again to some of you, all these calls coming in. Please email me your questions and I will get them. On to Karen Slaughter. And Karen, before we go on, I just want to thank you again. I can't imagine how busy you are. Thank you for taking time to be on the show. I'm more than happy to talk to readers. Um, well, we have a, we were talking about your Grant County characters, which Karen has this series, as I mentioned before, it starts with Blindsided, and she has a whole series to go through there. I made that terrible mistake. Of, you know, when you buy a book and it's a series and you start too far ahead. So then I had to go all the way back because I believe you have to start at the beginning and go through each book if you really want to, you know, just savor the reading. So you've got to start with Blindsided by Karen Slaughter. And her new book is Triptych, which I talked about, which is all, which you can also get right now at the bookstore. Or Karen, can you, I assume you can get these through AOL also. Uh, yeah, any outlet. My question we were talking about, when are we going to see the Grant County characters again, which is your main series? 
That's the next book, which will be out next August. It's called Beyond Reach, and it deals a lot with Lena. We see a lot about her early life with her sister, who, of course, is blind. And, uh, of course, everything you've been told about Lena so far happens to be a lie. So there are a lot of twists and turns in the books. Oh, good. Well, that sounds good. We can't wait to read that. And that will be out in August, so we'll start talking about Karen again before that comes out. And, Karen, one other thing we'll do is we will put uh, some of these books on the front of our website, and we are talking, have already spoken to national organizations to do the same thing because we all want you to know how appreciative we are that you included us. Well, thank you. I'm humbled by your offers. Well, you have included us, but in such a very professional way, and that's what makes it so wonderful. So, again, Karen, there are 54 million Americans with disabilities, many of whom, as I told you, face discrimination and unemployment with an unemployment rate, by the way, of 65%. We are going to endorse you, follow you, buy your books, because you have included us in such a wonderful way. Now, how can we best follow you? Would it be through going to your website? What would be your advice to us? The website's a good place to start. Um, you can go to karenslaughter.com. It's Karen with an I. Um, also, I'd like to mention that uh, it is designed so that someone who's sight impaired will have a very easy time navigating it. There are lots of sound files on that. All of my books are available as audio books. So really, that's a good place to start. See, and this is what I love about you. You even knew to think about all of that before we even asked you that you have your website accessible for people vision impaired. And so you know this, Karen, while you're doing the show today, this is being real-time captioned on Voice America, so all of our friends throughout the world in the deaf community are hearing you live. Great. I think that's wonderful. And I'm also a big supporter of our local radio reading service, GARS, G-A-R-R-S, here in Georgia. And they've, uh, I've donated the, the, um, I guess, ability for them to be able to read my books for the hearing impaired on their show. Oh, good. That's good. Now, whenever we ask you this question about following you, do you go on, uh, book signing tours? And, And if you are, would we find that out through your website? Yes, definitely, or you can do a little author tracker at randomhouse.com. Either one is a good place to start. Okay. And, of course, people can sign up for my newsletter because I send out newsletters announcing what I'm going to be doing. And the newsletter, would that let us know if you're going to be making a TV appearance? Yes, Or speaking somewhere that would be in the newsletter? Exactly. Okay. What is the website again? KarenSlaughter.com, and that's Karen with an I. And so you know, I've been to the website several times, and it is really excellent, done very well. It includes a lot of information, including, of course, the millions of questions that you're frequently asked. And there's one on there that I really liked your response, and that is uh, when people said to you, why are your books so violent? You know, when you're a woman writing these books, why are they so violent? Um, And in so many words, you know, what about when men write books that are violent? Exactly. And, you know, why is that that people do that? Just like I think there was a question about why does Lena use profanity, but they don't ask about Jeffrey why he does. Yeah, there's definitely a different standard for men and women, whether it's in a book or if it's in real life. And I have a lot of male friends who are 
authors and writing thrillers, and they were shocked when I asked them, how many times in an interview do you get asked about the level of violence in your books? Because they say it never happens to them. So there's definitely a double standard. Yeah, there is. And not only that, but I have to say this. I'm very proud to be on the board of Victims of Violence and Crime because of the work I'm trying to do, bringing to everyone's attention that people with disabilities are the number one victim of violent crimes and how we really have to do something about this. But, you know, who better to talk about a woman being assaulted or raped or attacked than a woman? I agree. I think we bring a different perspective. You know, for so long, men have written about this subject, and some have written very well, but only a woman can talk about the situation from a woman's point of view, and I think it's very important that we finally have a voice because not talking about it is what the attackers really count on us doing. That is right. taking that, it, it takes the power back, I think. That is right. And I agree with you because I say this all the time about epilepsy. You'll never know what it's like to have epilepsy unless you have had a seizure. And, you know, it's like that with horrible things in life, much worse than, um, you know, to me epilepsy is just part of who I am. I do not look at it as a horrible thing. But I look at rape as absolutely one of the most horrible thing. And, and, And that's why I feel you're going to bring a perspective that a man would not be able to bring. So uh, interesting that the other people aren't asked that question, but no surprise either. Right. So, Karen, in your life, oh, my goodness, you've accomplished so many unbelievable things. I, You probably would be able to list them, you know, in forever in the next hour. But I ask this question to every single person that's on this show, whether it's President Bush's sister, Jeffrey Deaver, or Alan Fanica from the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, what are you the proudest of? proudest accomplishment? Well, I guess it relates to uh, your show in a lot of ways, because when I started doing research on dyslexia for my book, what I found out was there's been so many advancements in helping people with not just dyslexia, but all kinds of learning disabilities. And I was able to, because my books have been so successful, buy some reading pens. And I don't know if you know what those are. They scan a yes. word and read it mm-hmm. aloud and they give you definition and mm-hmm. and it really helps people who are who have learning disabilities assistive technology exactly mm-hmm. and i had no idea and i think about how much that would have changed my sister's life so i was able to donate a bunch of those pens to a, a, a school in alabama where a friend of mine teaches kids with learning disabilities and it's just been remarkable how that's helped you know we'll spend a zillion dollars on all kinds of technology but for anything other than learning disabilities or helping children or or trying to make people's lives easier we have this kind of knee-jerk reaction against giving people assistance who really need it it seems especially with our social services we make it such a an uphill battle to get these services and it was a big pleasure for me and and actually I, I feel a little humbled that I was able to to donate these pins to this school and help all these kids because my sister didn't have that when she was growing up and I think about how much it would have changed her life and it just really it makes me feel good well Karen we're proud of you Thank you. And we love you, and we are going to continue supporting you, and you can count on me to be bothering you back on the show when your new book's out so we can keep advertising and supporting you and everything that you're doing. But my other big question I ask everyone is, what message would you like to leave with our listeners 
throughout the world today? If you had a message to give them, what would it be? I would say define yourself. You know yourself the best, and you're the one who can put your label on. What a great message that is. Well, first I want to say, again, in behalf of all people with disabilities throughout the world, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Second, I want to say we wish you, all of us, a wonderful holiday and a very blessed New Year to you and your family. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. And last but certainly not least, Triptych. You've got to buy this book. This book is phenomenal, and the lead char- one of the lead characters, strong characters, is a person with a disability. Go to your bookstore. You need that special gift for someone? Triptych by Karen Slaughter. And, if, and when you're done with that, she has a whole series of paperbacks on her Grand County series that are absolutely, I'm telling you, you will give someone a book. They will not be able to go to sleep. This is a mystery that will get your attention from the first page through the last page. Karen Slaughter, who has remembered all of us, we are going to continue remembering all of you, you specifically, Karen. Thank you. So, Karen, we're going to bother you again next year after your book comes out. I look forward to it. All right. And in the meantime, I want to thank you. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. You know, what a great way to wish all of you a very happy holiday and a great new year. Don't forget about Karen because she didn't forget about us. This is Joyce Bender. You've been listening to VoiceAmerica.com where disability does matter. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Karen. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop, voiceamerica.com.